0: Love Talk Radio.
1: eternal life God we pray oh God today that you will touch every person that have come seeking you Lord bind the hand of the devil God rebuke the hand of the enemy Lord God let your anointing that resonates in this place even now God let there be an outpouring on your people we need you God to take us to another level in you Lord God we're faced with demonic forces God Evil spirits have come up against us, Lord, and we need to be fortified with your power. thank you, God, because we know greater are you that's within us uh, than he that is within this world, God. Uh, We know, God, that you are a deliverer, Lord. Uh, That you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. Uh, And you're no short of your promise, Lord. Uh, And you're able to deliver us, Lord. Uh, Touch us on today, Lord. Uh, We need you like never before. Uh, Fill us up with the Holy Ghost, God. Uh, And give us a refill, Lord. Uh, That when we leave here today, Lord uh, we can leave with your anointing Lord uh, that as we meet men and women boys and girls uh, they might be converted to know who you are Lord uh, in the mighty name of Jesus we pray uh, we thank you because you are a healer uh, you're the God that heals these uh, and healing is in your wings uh, and you're able to touch our feeble bodies uh, you're able to save our troubled souls uh, and in the name of Jesus uh, bind every demon Lord uh, every demonic force Lord uh, God, that comes to keep us uh, in the same place, Lord. Uh, We're willing, God, to surrender uh, and say yes to your will, Lord. Uh, We're willing to turn our lives, God, uh, over into your hands, Lord. uh, Because we come to the place, God, uh, where we realize like never before, uh, we need you, Jesus. Uh, More than anything we know, uh, we need you, Jesus. Uh, While men are trying to find, God, uh, solutions to this chaotic world, God, uh, we're looking to you. Lord, because we know for every right desire there is an answer and Jesus sure that answer there's no need for us God to turn hither or thither Lord we need but to look for you Lord because you're the answer God for our trouble lies Lord touch on the day God break every yoke o God save on the day God deliver on the day God Jesus we need you Lord we need you Jesus we need you, Jesus. We're crying out to you, Lord. We know that you're able to save our souls. We know that you're able, God, to heal our bodies, Jesus. We know that you're able, God, to turn our situations around. Jesus, no other help we know. No other help we know. No other help we know, God. You're able, Jesus, to deliver our children. You're able, Jesus, to save the unsaved husband uh, you're able Jesus uh, to heal the cancer patient uh, nothing too hard uh, for you Jesus uh, No but God we know uh, we know that you're able Jesus uh, we know that you're able Jesus uh, we say yes to your will God uh, yes to your way Lord uh, have your way Jesus uh, and we'll thank you for it uh, and we'll give your name the praise uh, and we'll bless you Lord uh, yes we thank you Lord uh, and we bless your holy name Come on, open your mouth up and give the Lord some praise.
0: Hallelujah, Hallelujah, <clears throat> and welcome to Jesus in the Morning. I'm your host, Evangelist Barbara Pittman, and I come to you weekday morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And today is January the 3rd. Look at this, ha! 2023, we made it, we made it, and we are making it daily. Yeah. You know, yesterday is gone and tomorrow is not promised. But we have this day today, January the 3rd. And we can pray today. We can meditate. We can focus on his word. We can uh, focus on him. Uh, we can make dreams and plans and, and have visions. And we can dream. We can visualize things that we'd like to have today, today, today. Yeah. And when I look at things like this, uh, the community with all of the free homes for uh, the Jesus in the Morning believers, and I look at the stores, some of them high end stores, and I look at the grocery stores the <coughs> <church> and the <coughs> church. Excuse me. <coughs> the medical facility. Let me drink some water. And all of these things in this one huge community. I look at the safety for women. Women are safe. Children are safe in this community. We watch as well as pray, and all these things. And it just makes me feel good. I, I today I'm I'm visualizing it. Today I'm dreaming it. I I feel it, you know. And so now faith is the substance. Hallelujah. things, Hope for the evidence through things I see. So I'm thinking on these things and um, I'm moving right along because whatever I visualize, whatever I dream about, it must include the people. It must be unto Almighty God. It can't be just for me. It just can't be for me and my family. And, it, it, it's and that's, got, that's a long message. It's got to be for everybody. Yeah. So what I need to do now is remember this and keep going. And you know, one day, I believe God will just show up and say, you ready? I see you ready now. We can groundbreak. You can ask the people what they want. Because during this time, I believe it's coming at a time when it's needed. Uh, Where we are now, these places may have changed. Some of us may be living out in the woods because things are so bad in the different cities. Uh, uh, We don't know how God is going to move. I don't know how, but I know he's going to do it. I believe he's going to do it for us. And I believe somebody had to have a vision for us. I believe that God sent you here so that in your time of need, you can be blessed. If you choose to, if you can receive, if you can believe what he says over here, what he does over here, I believe you can be blessed. And I know people may have said, oh, she's so arrogant. I can't listen to her. Uh she just too much. No, I believe that. I believe what I say. And it's not about money. It's not about the house on the hill with the dog named Fluffy. It's not about what I drive and uh, it, it's all about his will being done in my life. I've suffered to be obedient. I'm suffering to stay obedient. Yeah, not my, my will, but his will be done. And a lot of times I don't like what's going on, but I accept what God allowed. I'm better off anyway if I do because I can't change nothing he put in place. And what he takes away, I can't get it back unless he give it back. Without him, I can do nothing. He's my all in all. You gotta listen this morning. And you will be all right in Jesus' name. Today we're gonna I mean, today we're gonna talk about the debtor. Anybody know what debtor is? I'm a debtor right now to Almighty God. I'm in debt. <laughs> and I love it. I will forever be in debt to him. He's not like you know when your old man pennies uh, uh you 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 your old Capital One you know you owe uh any of these uh, Chase any of these other people you know American Express uh it's a little sometimes for me it's a little pressure because I want to pay these people on time and I really want to pay them off I don't want to make payments and God is faithful. But on the debt to God, it's just a different situation. And really, there's no interest on it. Once you pay the debt, that's it. But I'll never be able to pay that debt, and I don't really want to pay it all in full because of this. It keeps me humble. It keeps me at his feet. It keeps me to remember my place. Don't think more of yourself than you all to. I'm indebted to him Look there was a price to pay to be here i didn't have it i couldn't get it i i, I didn't know who or where it was the person who could pay it for me i i, I didn't know where i could get a that type of loan from because it wasn't your traditional uh, a classic loan you see it was about a certain type of blood you had to have a a certain, I'm about to scream and run at the same time. You had to have a certain type of blood to pay this ransom, to pay this particular debt. Man had sinned. He come from a sin for nature. This is, it it, it tells you about how Eve went and listened to the serpent, and they brought it back to Adam, and it started a hold down with change. For God so loved man, he found a way to redeem us back to him. But it was through a precious and a special kind of blood. I'm telling you, I'm going to get up and run. Listen, I didn't know anybody with this type of blood. It wasn't in my family, nowhere. Uh, Untainted, pure, genuine love. A blood of that, a blood like that, a person with blood like that. No gossip, no hate, no shame, no races, no none of that. I couldn't find nobody like that. I had some good friends, had some wonderful family members, but even my parents, their blood wasn't pure like that. And so he found a way. He had the word in the beginning. the the word was with them, which is Jesus. The gospel was with them all the time. And when he looked at his son, he saw that his son was pure, (laughs) untainted. I mean, the best blood ever you could get, because the blood had to cleanse us. It had to wash us. We had to be born again. Yeah, the blood that was in him had to be in us. So listen, he said the son, hallelujah, the son come and he suffers. He suffers, he hangs, he bleeds, he dies. Well, he suffers, he bleeds, he hangs, he, he dies, he conquer all, and he rise with all power, the sun. And because of that blood sacrifice out at Calvary, it made all of us debtors. And I know some people don't like to hear that. And some people, oh, now that Jesus ain't holding that against us. He don't hold it against us. But if you love him and you appreciate what He done, you should see yourself as a debtor unto God. That's what you should see. You should see yourself as a debtor unto the Son because the Father and the Son, they are ones. I know some people don't understand and don't believe it, but it's true. Yeah, because he was the word first. Hallelujah. So look, we in debt, we have a debt to pay. Well, Barbara, he's not enforcing it. No, he does not enforce the debt. He don't come around to collect on the debt. He don't send you no uh, bills in the mail. He don't send you no reminder bills in the mail that you owe. He don't do any of this. Look at this now. Look at this. And the price that was paid was so high. There was no limit. I mean, there was no amount you could put on it. it. It was too expensive. So, look, with it being that expensive, and he doing it for us anyway, I would really and truly want the ones I'm loving and doing this for to love me back and to show me, and to show my son to appreciate, appreciate what he has done for them. And you're not paying the debt back, but you're loving him. You're praising him. Anything you feel he said he wants you to do for, you will it. You have to battle with some things, but he understands that. You have to struggle to get some things right with him, but yet he understands all of this. Because anything we need, we go to him. I don't care what it is, when it is, where it is, how it is. We always go to him. See, one thing about this debt collector. He's not the kind that pressured you. If you look at it, it's as if, this is how people don't remember, it's as if there is no debt to you. Jesus paid it all. But the songwriter said, all to him I owe. Death has left a crimson stain. He washed me as white as snow. So he paid it all but we still owe and and he paid it all and it's so smooth and you know no debt collecting, no getting no harassing letters in the mail no phone calls you know it's not on your credit report and so we forget all to him I owe we forgot that death left a crimson stain yet Jesus washed us as white as snow. Hallelujah. I'm thankful unto him for that this morning. Listen, I have a request to this I want to play. I thought about this song and uh, I do love it and uh, I wanted to play it and we're coming back and we're going to talk about, are you a debtor today? Are you a debtor unto God? And if you are, when we're done, I'd like for you to come in and share. Why you feel that way, or if you don't feel that way, yeah, hallelujah, so we thank God this morning, and we're going in with this one right here. Jesus painted all the worship circle, yeah, the worship circle is singing this one. they sang it uh with Kim Walker Smith, too, I think, but I like this one. let's take a listen. i some stain. And he watched me as white as snow. Jesus, again, paid it all. And I listen again to what a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs we bear, all because we do not carry every little thing to God in prayer. I'm looking out at the world today, and it's a sad place in a way. Not everywhere is sad, but mostly it's sad because we won't surrender 100% to God. The more he give us, the more we require of what's ungodly. Yeah, he add years to our life. We want to take those years and squander them away with things that don't matter. Life is what matters. Because one day you're going to let this life go and you're going to start a new life. Whether it be with him or whether it be in hell, you're going to start a new life. Everything we see now is going to pass away. He's bringing down a new heaven and a new earth. This is going to be gone. Your house on the hill with the dog named Fluffy, you can't take it with you. Your car you're driving, your Cadillac, your Mercedes, whatever you're driving, you can't take it with you. All your little cash in the bank, you can't take it with you. In this life, we should prepare for the next life to come. Because again, this morning, it's appointed unto man once to die and not for death comes the judgment. I know many of us we're fearful in a way we're uncertain in a way because it's something we've never experienced before. We've never gone this way before. And we don't want to give up this life. Yeah, because this is what we're accustomed to. This is what we know about this life. But there's a better life if we work on paying our debt unto Almighty God, I don't mean financially, I mean spiritually. I mean keeping your mind on him so he can keep you in perfect peace. And if you're in peace, do you know you know what to pray for? If you're in peace, you know what to pray, where to pray, who to pray for. If you're in peace, do you know your mind will allow you to wander back on scriptures you haven't thought about in a very long time. If you're in peace, your mind will even allow you to think on messages that has gone forth before. And we knew, but we forgot. Yeah. And today, I tell you, things are just whack in my book because nobody really want to sell out to God with their whole heart. They want to keep keep some of this for themselves, but I want Him to have all of mine. Because even if I keep a little piece of my heart, I don't know what to do with that. I'm going to love the wrong person. Yeah, I'm not going to love the people of God. I'm going to love whoever. Maybe sinner, maybe saint, I, I, maybe evil, I don't know. Maybe a demon I'm in love with because I won't give God my whole heart. I'm trying to you know, keep it and control things in my life because there are things going to come that you have no control over. You won't be able to do anything with it and you got to trust God through it. You, you got to trust God through the total process even of this thing. When we give God our whole heart, When we lean out to our own understanding, when in all our ways we acknowledge him, allowing him to direct our path, we're paying on that debt. When I love my enemies, I'm paying on that debt. When I pray for those that despitefully use me, I'm paying on that debt. When I forgive quickly, I'm paying on that debt. When I'm working on allowing God to train me to watch as well as pray, to let the word be in me. Or whatever situation come up, the word speak for me. The word come up for me, and I I know how far to go. Anybody ever dealt with? Help me this morning, Lord. People that thought they were smarter than you, and what these people thought they were street wiser than you were and they thought they were running the show and they say this and they say that and you do this they they really think you, they controlling you really they do, they really do but let me tell you about the Holy Ghost the Holy Ghost will let all of this go on in their head for them not for you, but for them he has shown you and then he'll say don't say nothing don't you say a word let them think that. And then I'm going to show up after a while and show them who really is in control over here. I am. I'm going to show them who's in the real control of your life. And there'll be a day come when they need you and can't find you. Yeah, he, I'm telling you, he's that kind of God. Cause see, he loves us. And when we honor in him and we obey what he said, he loves us even the more. And not only that, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. It, it may go on for a while, but he's going to eventually cut it off. Take my word for us. Now, if you want to hang on to the abuser, he will allow you to, because that's what you want. But if you really want to come out from under bondage and be separated and be free, then what happens is this gotta come in. He will make a way for us to escape sin. Don't you know he'll take care of anything? I remember back in the day when I was fooling around out here. I was going to church, but I wasn't really about no church. Yeah, I worked in the church, took my children to church and you know, I taught the church talk. But this is what he did for me. This is what he did. He come in there while I'm doing the church work and talking the church talk. He yet come in there and fix some things because it needed to be fixed. Yeah. And it's all right today in Jesus' name. Yeah. And we back to the debtor. We back to the debtor. What is debtor? What is a debtor? A debtor, uh is someone who owes a bill. We all owe a bill to God. But what he has done for each of us, even the unbeliever, oh God, yeah, the unbeliever, we should remember our debt to God. He paid it all. There was a ransom that we could not pay. We did not have the price. God sent Jesus who paid the full price in full for each of us. We owe God everything because he blessed us to have all we got, even the sinners. Yet he loves us all, the good, the bad, and the ugly. He only wants us to get to know him and his word so he can teach us his ways. Anybody believe that? Anybody believe God want to teach us his ways? Yeah. He said his ways are not our ways and uh, the thoughts are not our as high as he talks about that, but he yet wants you to know more about him. And if we'll keep our mind on him, it's a good time in it. It's just not boring. It's not sad or worries me, no fun. And it's, it's a good time in it. When you go back there and you see Apostle Paul coming from Damascus uh, uh, on his way, rather on his way, God blinded him, knocked him off the horse and everything. I'm looking at this. <clears throat> I'm looking at Paul on the ground, dust all on him. Yeah, he's blind, you know, eyes closed. He's not used to this. And God asked a uh, why are you persecuting me? He, I, oh, I'm persecuting. I, I, I could just imagine what he was going through at the time. And he, God explained things to him, told him what he was doing wrong. Some of us know. Some of us read it. But I'm right there. I'm on a horse, too. And with the king men and, and these men, as with Saul that they, the did not allow to go with him out to kill the Christians or whatever, put him in jail, whatever. I'm right there with them, and I'm seeing them on the ground. <laughs> I'm seeing now he really is blind. And after God talked to him and straightened him out, he told him to go down the straight street and see Ananias. But before before Saul get there, Ananias, God then already allowed him to know Saul is coming. Ananias said, hold up, wait a minute, Father. Uh, You sending this serial killer to me who's killing your people? He told him what to do. Yeah, somewhat to what they expect. So when Saul gets there, he let him in and everything. And I know it took a few days for him to figure things out. But Anna and worked with him, and the next thing you know, Saul's eyes come open. and and I prayed for him. See, these were the days when the men and women of God was real in God. It wasn't about money. It wasn't about how you dress. It wasn't about what you wear to church or what you drive to church. It was about, it was the new church. It, it, you know, it was fresh. These people seeking God, they look to the hills from which come their help. Jesus doesn't come on the scene. He doesn't baptize. John doesn't come on the scene. He doesn't baptize. Jesus doesn't been on the mountain, fed the 5,000. He doesn't hear the, the little girl over there that they said was dead, the soldier done come, and and told him one of his soldiers was sick, and he was a man of uh, uh, power in the military. He'd tell this soldier to go, here, go, tell that one to they come, he come. But one of his soldiers was sick, and he came to Jesus for Jesus to heal the sick soldiers. And Jesus said, well, come on. He said, "Now nah, we ain't got to go. Say the word, sir. Just you know, if you speak the word, it's already done. And Jesus let him know in this hour right here, it is done. Your soldier's healed. Look at all these things that he did. The died on the cross for us. Gave his life up for us. You don't think we owe him something? You don't think we should be in debt unto him for the rest of our lives? It takes more than going to the altar saying, I believe, forgive me, come into my heart and live forever. It takes more than that. As somebody that came to the altar and was on crack, and they did that, they they, gave, they said they believed, they, they repented, and they asked them to come in and live forever, and they went right back out there. They didn't do no Bible studying. They didn't do no praying. Ask them what happened. They went right back to the crack and worse. See, Because these are the things, when we stay with God, we're paying on that debt. I don't think I could never pay mine off. I don't want to. But anyway, these are things that help us to get our life in order and keep it in order. This gives us strength. I'm, I'm looking for my debt scripture. Yeah.
2: All of this.
0: Yeah, thank God for it this morning. Let me look at something like quick in Ezekiel. Yeah, I love the Lord because not only did He hear my cry, but He put some things in place that I can have. He put some things in place that keep me safe and sound. He put some things in place, even in His Word, that'll keep my mind. And it's like some days I'm in a dry place. I don't know if you understand, but I can't focus on the dry place. I have to come back and focus on, I know, (laughs) my Redeemer lives. This man that paid his debt for me. I know my Redeemer lives. I know, Barbara, he lives in me. Even when I'm not focused, he lives in me. I know my Redeemer lives. Even when I don't feel nothing, I don't think I know nothing. I don't know which way to go, how I'm going to come out of this. And, Lord, this is a heavy burden for me. The human side of me is struggling and wrestling with this thing. And I, I, I don't know what to do. I know, because he'll come back and remind me. My Redeemer lives, I know, my Redeemer lives, he lives in me, he lives in me, hallelujah. I know, my Redeemer
3: lives,
0: yeah. See, we get caught up with the with the money, with finances, when we think of debt. But when I think of debt many days, I'm caught up into uh, the shedding of the blood. I'm caught up into the love for God so loved the world. Uh, I'm caught up into he wished that none should perish. I'm caught up into a man should always pray and not faint. These are the things, cause see, he, he don't need money. He gives money. He don't, he don't need it. Listen, the earth again this morning, the earth is his, the fullness thereof, the world, and they, Ah, oh, my goodness, they dwell therein. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So I'm looking at this. I'm looking at Ezekiel 18 and 7, but I'm, I'm going to go to 4. Uh, It says this, Behold, all souls are mine, and the soul of the Father. So also the soul of the Son is mine, the soul that sinned, it it shall die. But if a man be just, and do that which is lawful and right, and has not eaten upon the mountains, neither has lifted up his eyes to the idols of the house of Israel, neither has defiled his neighbor's wife, neither has come near to a mistress woman. He has not oppressed any, but has restored to the debtor his pledge, has spoiled none by violence, has given his bread to the hungry, and has covered the naked with a garment. He that has not given forth upon usury, neither has taken any increase, that hath withdrawn from his hand from iniquity, hath executed true judgment between man and man, hath walked in my statutes and kept my judgment to deal truly. He is just. He shall surely live, says the Lord God. If he beget a son that is a sober, that is a robber, I'm sorry, if he beget a son that is a robber, a shredder of blood and that doeth the like to any other of these things. I got to go over one. Wait a minute. He's got to take me to the next one. Okay. Well, maybe I didn't get it all. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Now, now we're at uh, 18 and 8. He then has not given forth unto usury, neither has taken any increase that has withdrawn his hand from iniquity, has executed true judgment between man and man. But if a man be just, and do that which is lawful and right, and has not eaten upon the mountains, neither has lifted up his eyes to the idols of the house of Israel, neither has defied his neighbor's wife, neither has come near to a minister's woman, and has not oppressed any. I think I read that part, but I was going to go back over it again. It says this. He that has not given forth upon us, he that has taken any increase, that have withdrawn his hand from iniquity, has executed true judgment between man and man. I don't know why it's doing this like this today. Maybe I got the wrong one. But anyway, we're looking at it like this. We are striving for perfection in God. We are even striving to become perfect in him. And what we're doing, we are leaning on the everlasting arms. Almighty God, we we we, we looking in his word, we're seeking his word, and what his word says, we're applying that to our everyday life because we're trying to get through this life. And no rush that shouldn't, have to be a rush to get through this life because his eyes is on the sparrow, he said in the song, and I, I I know he's watching me. Why should I feel lonely? Why should I cry over this? Why should I? Oh, I just want to go to heaven, Lord, hurry up and come back. That's those people there that are not walking with him daily. That's that's sometimes the people, them church going, thinking people. That's some people that want to use it for a benefit, but the true believer, we, we we really don't think like that. We're not trying to rush him to take us nowhere. Of course, we want to get our work done, but we don't have to worry long for heaven and home. He's our portion, a constant friend is he. If we're staying with him, if we're keeping our mind on him, if we're staying in his word and we're staying with him, then we, we, we're we not at that place yet. We're not talking about, no oh, Lord, come on and get me. I'm ready to go. I'm sick of this. No, we're not. Why? You got him <laughs> who's able to keep you, keep you blameless before the throne of God. Look, remember yesterday we talked about many times the prophets or the preachers back during those days. It would tell you, you know, what God said and, you know, God spoke, my, put his hands on my mouth. Uh, this one says, Ezekiel chapter 18 says, the word of the Lord uh, came unto me again. What mean ye that ye use this proverb concerning the land of Israel? saying the father has eaten sour grapes, and the children's teeth are set on edge. Verse 3 says, As I live, saith the Lord God, ye shall not have occasion anymore to use this proverb in Israel. Behold, all souls are mine, as the soul of the father, so also the soul of the son is mine. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. Now that's what he said. He don't want us to just die for no reason or die for sin, but if we'll come to him, give him our life, give him our whole heart. Give it to him and let him come in and live in our heart. We don't have to die. But he know. he said all souls are his and the soul of the father is his. So also is the soul of the son is mine. And the soul that sinners, it should die. We don't want to continue in this. We want to walk up right before almighty God to have our power. We want to do what's good by him. We owe debt. And when we sin, when we choose to do wrong, we add to the debt that we already owe. Yeah. Verse 9 says, "Have walked in my statutes and kept my judgments to be a truly. He is just. He shall surely live, says the Lord God. But we got to choose to want to do what's right daily. And we can stop telling ourselves, well, this is where I come from. I've been doing this so long. And it's just my nature. I can't help. Let me tell you something. Now, the scripture says, any man being Christ, he's a new creature. So either you got God or you're playing. Old things passed away, and behold, all things become new. If you're hanging out with folks who's still scamming and cheating and all this stuff, guess what? That's what you're going to continue to do. He said, come out from among them and be separated. They're not doing you no good anyway. They coming to rob you. They coming to shed your blood. They coming to take from you and will kill you if you give them an opportunity. So come out from among them and be separated. Let God be your God and you be His daughter or son. And we want to stop adding to the debt. Adding to the debt. Yeah. Each time we do God wrong, we add it to the debt. Yeah. Each time we go against his word, we add to the debt that we already owe. And we owe him. But you'll never hear him come to collect like that. He don't come to collect like uh, 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 these folks from the bank and the car places, the the mortgage company. Now, he don't do all of that. He lets you pay on your debt as you can. But a lot of times we're not paying on the debt, we're adding to the debt because we walk it in our flesh. We're not walking in the spirit of God, that we don't fulfill the lust of our flesh. We got to bring this flesh under subjection daily. It's no good. It's wicked. It won't what it wants, and it don't care if it's against you or God. Look at it. It'll have folks to fornicate to do stuff against themselves. And the scripture says not only did you sin against God, but you sinned against you. So now you come up with AIDS. Now now you come up and have children that's messed up, all kind of stuff come from sin. So God is trying to help us to not add to the debt. He said what he has meant, and he meant what he said. He won't change. He love us. He love us, but he won't change his word for us. He's not a lying God. Again, he said what he meant, and he meant what he said. And he's not going back on his word. And he don't want us to be behold to the dead. He want us to come out of dead. Yeah, keep our mind on him. Let him keep us in perfect peace. We constantly look into the hills from which cometh our help. All of our help comes from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. Hallelujah. I go back and I look at uh, Matthew. I go back and I look at Mark, Luke, and John. I look at the gospel, but uh, because to me Jesus is the gospel, and I look at what He did for me. I, I look at how he went about things. And we, we couldn't understand even back then. He chose 12. But even they couldn't fully understand. Because this flesh is a stronghold on man. That's why we constantly have to let it die so God can live. Woo! Sometimes pride will to come up and stick its chest out. You have to bury the pride. You have to kill that pride. Let it die. Humble yourself even the more. Ooh, I remember having to do something in front of folks I didn't want to do, but it was humbling. I had to be taught. I had to be broken so I could get in a place and start paying on that debt. Hallelujah. Listen, how does Jesus pay our debt to God? God made us to love, honor, and obey him in thought, word, and deed. Every time we fail to do that perfectly, we accuse, we'll choose, we'll we I'm sorry, a debt to God. Every person has sinned against God and held as the eternal prison for spiritual debtors who have stolen from God by living sinful lives. First we need a mediator to stand between us and God to establish our total debt and come up with the resolution that God the Father to whom we are indebted. we we'll find acceptable. The Bible repeatedly speaks of Jesus as our only mediator. For there is one God and there is one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. Our spiritual debt is to God and there is only one possible mediator between God and us to work out the dangerous mess we are in and it is dangerous. Second, we need a redeemer willing to intercede for us. This should have been the first part, but I just, I I jumped the gun. I got a little excited. (laughs) We need a redeemer willing to intercede for us and pay our debt to God, the Father. A redeemer is a person who pays the debt of someone else. Paul speaks about great God and Savior Jesus Christ who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works. He also says that Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who hanged on a tree, Deuteronomy 21 and 23. Because our sins are against God, only God can forgive our debt of sin. Jesus is God who paid our debt on the cross in order to forgive our sin. Now, that's that's verse 4 of Deuteronomy. No, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Third, we, we need a ransom, which is a repayment sufficient enough to erase our debt to God the Father. The problem though is that all is that our sins are against a completely holy and perfect God and therefore require a perfect payment. Who we since all human beings are sinful, we cannot be a ransom for another. There's no way that any other sinful human can ever repay God for our spiritual debt. Psalms 49 and 7 through 8 says, it's this way, truly no man can ransom another or give to God the price for his life. For the ransom of their life is costly and can never suffice. Uh, referring to himself in Mark 10:45, Jesus said this, "For even the son of man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Paul also speaks of the man, Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom. Consider every single financial debt you owe. Then consider that your spiritual debt to God is infinitely greater and paid in full by Jesus Christ. It gives a a whole list of scriptures here, 2 Timothy uh, 2 and 5. See also Hebrews 9 and 15 uh 12 and 24 second titus 2 and 13 2 13 through 14 uh galatians i'm sorry not second titus this titus uh and the first one is is first timothy 2 and 5 i'm sorry i the number so close together uh matthew 26 and 63 through 65 mark chapter 2 and verse 5 John chapter 6 and 41, uh, through 58, uh, chapter 8 and 46, 58 and through 59, uh, 10, 30 through 33. Uh, see they got it too, they, they got it all joined up here together. First Timothy 2, 5 and 6. Take a look at these scriptures when you get a chance. And um, imagine yourself being there, hearing and and seeing what God is teaching his people. Because we need to know. We need to know. Yeah. And uh, it's it's all right today in Jesus' name. Ooh. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. But we need to... Um, Work at it more and more and more and more. We need to work at it. Yeah. Because if we don't, we won't know what to do and we won't understand it all. Thankful under him. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> For blessing us in this way. Yeah. And I'm thankful to the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. There's none like him. We can search all over. Still won't find nobody. Nobody greater. Nobody greater. He paid the price. He paid the ransom. He covered our bill. He covered what we owe. And every time we pray, every time we do right, Every time we struggle to do right, every time we struggle to come out of what we know is unpleasing unto Him, that's not pleasing to Him. We paying on that debt. We paying on that debt to Him, and He deserved to be paid. But He simply won't our love. He don't want what the uh, mortgage company wanted. Finance company for your truck or your car. That's not what he's looking for. He's looking for a pure, clean heart. He's he's looking for somebody who's willing to sell out to him, willing to die for him. Jesus is the mediator. He's looking for those who will go to the son and pass the petition to him so he can take it to the father, almighty God, that have all power. Yeah, And we can't help but be blessed But we got to sell out to him with our whole heart We got to really want him Not what he can do Because a lot of times we after stuff and things We know that if I'm sick he can heal me If I'm hurt he can heal that If I've been disappointed he can strengthen me If I can't bill, pay bills, he'll make a way where I see no way. Why I didn't even know it was a way because he is the way. But we want to get past that and love him because he's worthy. We want to appreciate him. How many know when you appreciate something, you show it? Right now I've got a lot on my plate, so I'm not quite showing sure what I I feel like I could in this new year because I come into the new year with a lot on my plate. God bless me to come in with a plate full. They took Kalani off of the uh, my grandbaby. They took her off of the ventilator yesterday. And they did some other things. Today she's supposed to have surgery on her pelvis. But they say she come through every night. and then. Now, the other one God was going to do is say she uncomfortable, so she trying to disconnect stuff so they had to restrain her hands. <laughs> I know her. I know her. Yeah. And that's the way it was for my daughter Naima. But listen, nonetheless, God is showing up to show healing is taking place. You praying for it? I'm giving it. Yeah. So look at all of this. Look at all of this. He's worthy this morning. He's worthy. But we forget because we get caught up into this way, the human way. We get caught up into the world's way. We get caught up into what we see and what we feel and what we think and what we think people think. I'm over what people think. I promise you that. I am so well over what people are thinking. I've never seen a world so messed up like this. I can't think of what people think and people messed up. You're just walking a crowd of people. You don't know these people. No one has done anything to you, and you just shoot off. they diagnose diagnosing people with all these different ADDs Ds, and all kind of alphabets and all of this stuff when they're simply demons, and they will not allow God to cast them things out of them. That's what it is. I know they got A-A-H-D, and they got names for everything, but them demons, yes, ma'am, and yes, sir. Yeah. And we won't give it to God so he can fix it. We want to fix it. We want to medicate. We want to this. We want to that. Yeah, won't give it to God. He healed me on many things, but I wanted to heal it. I found myself in this position. Who are you? That God is even mindful of you. See, I didn't come here thinking I'm old, nothing. Right now, I don't, I'm not old, anything. Whatever I get, I get. Whatever I don't get, I don't get. He paid the price for me to be here. I'm thankful to be here. And I'm not going to be here acting like I deserve so much, like I've done so much for him. We haven't done really nothing for him. Even our righteousness is that filthy rags before him. Talk about that now. But we want to act like we got something. And people walk around talking, they walking in the word. This is what Jesus said. Are you paying on that debt you owe? Are you paying on that debt? Are you keeping your mind on him so he can keep you in perfect peace? Are you doing more than believing? Huh? Are you trusting him? Are you really believing? Are you really walking by faith and not by sight? Are you in the world and of the world? Whatever go on in the world affects you. It don't affect me. And I tell you why. I'm in him and he's in me. But he's in me and I'm in him. (laughs) Yeah. My life is in his hand, not my own. And I'm not scary. And if I perish, let me perish, I'm going to see the king. I'm like Esther this morning. If I don't have no food and I die from malnutrition, if I have to suffer my way to be with him, so what? I'm going to see the king. What you trying to keep here? and I let go, I believe I'm in good shape. I believe God. I've seen him work. Oh, my goodness. Working on this grandbaby here, I've seen God work miracles. Working on me, I've seen God work miracles. In my house, I've seen God move. I've seen the Lord work miracles. Because I I didn't settle down. I didn't bunker down. I didn't turn him off and turn the world on. I didn't turn the Bible off and turn the TV on. I didn't turn the Bible off and turn the computer on. I had to have him. I had to keep my mind on him. He kept me in perfect peace. He kept my mind because my mind was wanting to go somewhere. But he kept it because I stayed with him. Hallelujah. I, I I put movies on. I didn't watch no Passion of the Christ. But I watched the Book of John. Ooh, that John know he was something serious. I watched the Book of Matthew, the Book of Mark, and something said, so, "Well, I can't watch it." That's because you don't know what's real and what's not real. You got to get with Him. You got to pray. Yeah, and the Spirit of leading got you. Something I watched some the other day. It was so good to me, but certain things in there wasn't true, and I had to discern. The truth from the lie. But that's because I've been in the Word. That's because His Spirit lives in me. I know we say we love Him. But if you love Him, you ought to obey Him to the letter. If you love Him, you ought to be a debtor paying on the debt back to Him daily. Not about your flesh and what you want. And see, some people try to be slick. They try to say they're gonna use God to do this and do that all the time. They they trying to get somewhere where their flesh can be pleased, but it won't happen. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. I've got a feeling <laughs> everything is going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Be all right. Be all right. Hallelujah! I want to give you a little bit of this this morning because every now and then I like to be reminded myself. I like to be reminded that the wolf is at the door. I like to be reminded of that. And we need to stay reminded that the wolf is at the door. And we need to seek God with our whole heart. I want to go to this one right here this morning. Reverend Timothy Wright. And uh, I love Tim. Oh, that was my boy. Who's on the Lord's side? Oh, he wrote some great songs, and uh, he had a bad car accident. Him and his wife, and he passed. But I hope to hear him sing again one day. Hallelujah, Hallelujah, live. Well, let's go to this one, and then when we come back, we're going to play "The Wolf Is at the Door."
4: There was an old mother who lived in New Orleans who was displaced by Hurricane Katrina. She lost everything that she had, her home, car, family, and when they evacuated her, they sent her to a shelter between New Orleans and Baton Rouge. And while she sat there on a cot that they had provided for her, she had been without food and water and the necessities and she began to cry. She started to shed tears, but while she was crying, she thought on the goodness of the Lord and she started singing this little song. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Come on, help me say that. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I need some help. Come on, lift your voice and say, Jesus, 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 come on, Jesus, 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 Well, a young man walked up to her and said, Mother, why are you calling on Jesus? Shouldn't you be calling on FEMA? Shouldn't you be calling on the Red Cross, Salvation Army? or better yet, shouldn't you be calling on President Bush and Cheney and those? And she said, son, you don't understand. There's a reason why I'm calling on that name because that's the name that's above every name. And she said, there's a reason why I'm calling on that name, Jesus. And you know what she told that young boy? She said, come here, let me tell you why I call on that name. Savior, Savior, Savior. Come on, help me say that. Savior, Savior, Savior. Anybody know him as the Savior? Savior, Savior, Savior. What's his name? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Come on, help me say Savior. Savior, Savior, Savior. Everybody lift your voice. Savior.
3: Savior,
4: Savior, Savior. Oh, he's The paramedic was rushing by with a stretcher. They had an old man on the stretcher that had a seizure because he couldn't get his medication and his prescription. And she stopped him and said, where are you taking this man? They said, we're trying to get him over to the triage unit and get him some medical attention. She said, let me look at him. And while she was looking at the old man, a young girl came up with a baby in her arm, and the baby had a fever. She said, let me look at the baby, too. And the young boy said, why you want to look at these folks? Why you want to look at these folks? You know what she told him? Healer, healer, healer. That's what the old mother said.
3: Healer, healer, healer. I wish
0: y'all would help me say that up in here. All right, I'm coming, i coming, I'm coming. I forgot that bird, Tell me if the right goes off. Kinda quick there. All right. The wolf is at the door. My
2: message is entitled "The Wolf Is at the Door."
0: Yes, sir.
2: The wolf is at the door. Father, I thank you, God. I thank you, Lord, for Your Word. It's a lamp for our feet and a light for our path. I thank you, Lord, for the indwelling presence of Your Holy Spirit that gives us new hearts, Lord, so that we can stretch out beyond our limitations and be ambassadors of you and your word to all who can still hear. I thank you, Lord, for the anointing of your spirit. I thank you for courage and compassion today. God, to speak things that need to be spoken in this generation. Help us, Lord, as a church, never to back away from truth. Help us to go forward and let it fall where it may and we thank you for it in Jesus name the wolf is at the door Isaiah chapter 53 prophet Isaiah says these words who has believed our report beginning at verse 1 and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed for he shall grow up before him as a tender plant as a root out of dry ground He has no form or comeliness, and when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He's despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely he's borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted but he was wounded for our transgressions. Uh. He was bruised for our iniquities and the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. Thank you. Lord. All we like sheep have gone astray and we've turned everyone to his own way. Uh. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. You know, it's, it's so important before we even begin to look at this passage of scripture to understand that it was a religious system that crucified Christ you know we understand that the Roman authorities were the instruments of his death but it was the religious order of the day created by God's own people that put the Son of God on a cross there were leaders in that generation and they had they had used their position over the people to garner titles for themselves they had adorned themselves in righteous robes as they saw it and they they loved to parade among the people as Jesus said and be called master, teacher, teacher, teacher in the marketplace. But Jesus himself came in a form that he did not take on this form of grandeur that men give to themselves. And also too they created a system of salvation that was much wider and much more inclusive than the one that God had given to us. As a matter of fact, it was so narrow that Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth and the life, and no one can come to the Father except through me. They were so offended when he challenged their religious system because they had they had created this wide door into eternal life and eternal bliss with God that doesn't exist. All kinds of people were coming into the temple defiled and going out defiled. They were living in manners and ways that the Bible clearly indicated would leave them excluded from the kingdom of God forever and so in comes this man he's not interested in their system he's not trying to garner one of their titles he's not doing things their way the Bible says there was no beauty in him that we should desire him he's not dressed in righteous robes, he's he's not got boxes on his forehead, he's not walking around with tassels on his arms, he's not parading like some rooster before the people talking about how close to God he actually is yes sir they despised him and rejected him because he challenged the religious system they had created a system of redemption that did not exist do you understand and that's the propensity of humankind the original sin in the garden of eden is that we can be as God is remember we can we can become judges of what's good and what's evil and if you take that to its logical extension we can start declaring things that are that are God forgives when he doesn't. We can start declaring behaviors righteous when they're not. We can start telling people they're going to heaven when they aren't. That is the grave, grave danger of religion. When humankind in its sin nature is allowed to take it and so twist it and so pervert it that it becomes something that God never intended it to be. Can you imagine sitting in a place as... A professed or supposed believer in Christ only to end up at the throne of God one day to find out you've been outside the whole thing all along. What a tragedy that's going to be for so many. He was a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. There was a, a heaviness in the heart of the son of God as he looked on the people as sheep without a shepherd. But we hid our faces from him. He was despised. And we did not esteem him. And we are, of course, reliving this scripture again in great measure in our day.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: In many, many places, even where God's people are gathering, the word of God is despised.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And we are now gravitating to fancy preachers who have opened the door real wide to people who are not going to heaven. Giving them false peace when they're not at peace with God. Mm-hmm. The Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians five seventeen anyone is in Christ he or she is a new creation the old things are what passed away and behold all things are become new if, if we are in Christ if Christ is in us that means a new value system it means a new heart it means a new mind it means a new way of speaking thinking living it means that what God says is good is good and what God says is evil is evil we don't try to change that we accept that from the Word of God now this message is given to shepherds to bring us not only to the knowledge of our salvation but to the freedom which Christ bought for us he was wounded for our transgressions he was bruised for our iniquities and by his beating as it is that he took on the cross we are healed the old things don't have power over us anymore unless we choose to let them the old ways of living, speaking, thinking, doing Are broken and we become new creations in Christ we are able to look back and say thank God I'm not what I used to be Mm -hmm. I'm not everything that I hope to be but thank Mm -hmm. God I'm not what I used to be and thank God I'm going to be one day what Christ is calling me to be so there's this constant moving forward in the life of a genuine believer leaving an old way of thinking, an old way of living, an old way of speaking and moving to truth even when it's painful. The book of Proverbs says a righteous person swears to their own hurt and doesn't change. In other words, I say I'm going to do this and I do it because God's word says I should even if it causes me pain yeah. and I don't turn from it. Now Paul was this kind of a shepherd. He, He didn't hold back, as I said earlier. This is what he said in Acts chapter 20, verses 26 to 31. He said, therefore, I testify to you this day, I'm innocent of the blood of all men. In other words, and this is the cry of my heart. If anyone here today hearing my voice ends up in hell, let it not be my fault. Let it never be because I didn't declare to you the whole counsel of God or I didn't warn you of something that had the power to drag you down into eternal darkness. For I have not shunned to declare to you the whole counsel of God. Therefore take heed to yourselves and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God which he purchased with his own blood. Paul says, for this I know that after my departure savage wolves will come in among you not sparing the flock. Also from among yourselves men will rise up speaking perverse things to draw away the disciples after themselves. Therefore watch and remember that for three years I did not cease to warn everyone, he said, day and night with tears. Paul said there's going to be wolves that are going to come and they're all already, there's packs of them now. It's not just a few, there's many now in our generation. And they're going to come to devour the sacrifice of Christ and the promise of new life. Through Him, They're going to promise you liberty, as the scripture says in the New Testament, but they themselves are the slaves to corruption. They're promising something they're not experiencing themselves and they can't deliver it. Listen to what Jude says, the last book of the New Testament before the book of the Revelation. Verse 3 says, Behold, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. For certain men have crept in unnoticed, who long ago were marked out for this condemnation, ungodly men who turn the grace of our God into lewdness and deny the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. I want to remind you, though you once knew this, that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed those who did not believe. And the angels, who did not keep their proper domain, but left their own abode, he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of the great day. As Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities round about them in a similar manner to these, having given themselves over to sexual immorality and gone after strange flesh, are set forth as an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire." Here's what the wolves do. They teach that you can live a lifestyle against the word of God and still claim heaven as your eternal home. That is the wolf that's now at the door of the Christian church in America. Listen to what the apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 to 11. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Be do not be deceived, neither fornicators, that means people who engage in sexual intercourse outside of the bonds of marriage between one man and one woman. Fornicators are not going to inherit the kingdom of God. Settle it, it's in the word of God. Don't be deceived into thinking you can live in a moral lifestyle and heaven will still be your home. So hard for this generation to hear. When you've got preachers standing in pulpits saying, well, God understands your need and God is a God of love and God won't send anybody to hell. No, that's not true. God is a God of love. We know that. But the Bible tells us that fornicators have no inheritance in the kingdom of God, nor idolaters, people who have other loves in there, Something that is in your life that, that is, is, is your whole obsession. Churches or Christ is just a little part of your life, but there's something else in your life that you're pursuing. Nor adulterers. People who engage, who are married, but engage in, you know, today we take words like adultery and we call it an extramarital affair as if it's a black tie event. You know, you are invited to an extramarital affair next Friday at 5 o'clock. Bible calls it adultery. Adultery. Settle it. Deal with it. Sex outside of marriage will keep you outside of the kingdom of God. And sex outside of the bonds of the person that you are married to. The the man or woman you are married to will also keep you outside of the kingdom of God. Unless it's repented of. Nor homosexuals. Nor sodomites. In other words, that's both. Men and women. Folks, listen. I understand the dilemma in a sense uh, that some might face. In same-sex attraction. But I'm telling you. You can't give in to that lifestyle. On any level. Because the Bible clearly says. It will leave you outside the kingdom of God. (laughs) Jesus himself said. Some people are eunuchs. For the kingdom of heaven. In other words. Some people just live their lives. Without any sexual activity. For the kingdom of heaven's sake. And he said. Whoever can hear this. Let them hear it. You know, you can you go to a funeral, for example, and you can dress it up with flowers all around and you can there's a death certificate and the preacher can get up and say nice words. But the reality is that the corpse is still dead. You can't make it live. It doesn't matter what you do. But it's the same with homosexual marriage, folks. I gotta say it straight out today. I'm not gonna hold back on it. you can adorn it with flowers you can get a certificate from city hall you you can find some backslidden preacher to say nice words about it but the wages of sin is still death you can't change that now listen i'll be called a hater for for this message today i understand that but i'm not a hater if i hated you i'd let you go to hell if i hated you i'd let you die in your sin If I walk down the street and your house is on fire and you're up in your bedroom window and I don't warn you, am I really a good neighbor? Do I really love you? Do I really care about your eternal destiny? You can curse me out of your bedroom window all you want, but I will still warn you that your house is on fire for your soul's sake. Nor thieves. Lest we should think that we're just going to focus on one thing. Nor thieves. That means people who steal. It's that simple. People who steal. People who steal a little. They have a contract maybe and steal a little bit more than they should. Income tax time is coming around folks. Are you going to pay your taxes? (laughs) Nor covetous. Nor drunkards. People who come to church this morning. But you were out at a club last night. You're drinking and dancing and and this foolishness. I'm out there to share the testimony of Christ. Who are you kidding? If you really are there to do that, stand on the sidewalk with pamphlets in your hand and give it to the drunks coming out of the club. You don't need to be in there with them. Nor revilers. You know, especially in, in this environment we're now living in, in this country at this time, where reviling has is is, is become the speech of the day, where it's, it's fashionable just to curse everybody around you. You know, Paul said, revilers don't inherit the kingdom of God. We have a different heart. We have a different spirit. We're, we're a different kind of people. Jesus himself said, blessed are the peacemakers. Yours is the kingdom of heaven nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God and such were some of you I love that would be to God that I can honestly say that of everybody here today such were some of you but you are sanctified that means you are set apart for the kingdom of God you are you you honestly repented you walked away you moved away from what God's word says is wrong you can't make it right You can't change it. It doesn't matter if a million people say, oh, isn't this wonderful? If God's word says it's not, it's not. You are sanctified. You walked away. You walked away from these old ways of thinking, these old behaviors, and all of these things. And you set yourself apart for the kingdom of God. You're justified in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. Now you and I are living in an hour where the wolf is heading to the door of the church. Demanding in our generation that we bow down to this new definitions of good and evil. This is where we're living. The days of being able to say, without penalty. What I'm saying today are are over. If If they're not over, they're very close to over. It's an amazing time that we're now living in. Jesus said in John chapter 10. I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he is a hireling and does not care about the sheep. This is the point. There's a lot of hirelings and a lot of pulpits in America today. And they don't necessarily leave the people, but they leave biblical truth. They flee the truth when the wolf is at the door. When the wolf says, if you don't bow down, this is our golden statue. This is what this generation is going to look like. This is what you'll preach. These are the truths that you will espouse. They will bow down when the music plays to save themselves, because it's always been about themselves, not about the people. The hireling will flee. And you, will, you are seeing and you will see a huge departure from biblical truth in the Christian church in this last hour we're living in. The Bible declares that there's going to be an apostasy, a great falling away in the last days from biblical truth. And the hirelings will lead the people, not into the narrow way of eternal life, but into that broad way of destruction. And they flee because it's always done about them. It's been about the robes. It's been about the praises of man. It's been about the titles. It's been about the numbers. It's been about the apparent evidences of success. Then when Christ comes and challenges them, they hate him. His own system hated him. His own people hated him. They pushed him away because he declared their definitions of salvation and truth to be bankrupt. He told them they were full of dead men's bones. He said, you go across land and sea to get one convert and you make him twice the child of hell that you've become. These are the words of Christ. He warned us in the last days there would be a great falling away. He warned us. He said, you're going to be hated of all nations for my name's sake. You can't escape that. That's a promise in the word of God. We're going to be hated. It's starting now. You're seeing it in society. You're seeing it in the workplace. You can't even have an opinion on things anymore in this generation that we're now living in. Let me say it clearly now. Abortion for the cause of birth control or, or so that people, I understand there are extenuating circumstances, so please don't misquote me on this. But for the cause of just birth control or for the cause of having sexual pleasure and not having to deal with the life that it can create is sin Amen. in the sight of a holy God. It's a terrible sin in the sight of a holy God. In America today, the deliberate gender confusing of our children in grade school is sin in the sight of a holy God. In our high schools, forbidding our children to pray and creating this fictitious division between the state And the church, which doesn't exist. If you really study it, you'll understand it never existed. It was created by the godless. Forbidding our children to pray in our schools is sin in the sight of a holy God. In our colleges, allowing godless professors to rise up and mock God and radicalize a whole generation against even their own nation that was founded by God for the purpose of being able to worship according to the Word of God and freely by conscience is sin in the sight of a holy God. And the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Praise be to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So let this society despise him. Let them consider him ordinary. Let them rebel against his words. But this day, as Joshua once said, if it be hard to follow the Lord, that's your choice. Choose this day. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. By the grace of God, we will not bow before the wolf in this generation. By the grace of God, we will stand for the truth of God. By the grace of God, we will pray again. We will pray again as a church age. By the grace of God, we will stand up unashamed for the truth of Jesus Christ. We stand on the side of victory. We stand on the side. We stand on the side of eternal life in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah,
3: hallelujah.
2: Glory, glory,
1: glory, glory. Glory, glory, glory.
2: And as uh, David the King once did, We will stand in this generation against the lion and the bear and everything that comes in to devour our children and to devour the people of God. It's time for the church of Jesus Christ to rise up. It's time for the people of God to fight back. It's time for us to begin to pray. It's time to run for public office. It's time for teachers to speak. It's time. It's time for the people of God. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Glory, 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 glory. The true shepherds of God in this generation are going to care more for the people than for their own safety, more than our own reputation. It's not going to be an easy road. But I don't know about you, but I'm not giving up this generation to darkness. I'm going to stand because the word of God stands forever. The opinions of men are like grains of sand on the seashore. They'll fall into nowhere. But the word of God abides forever. Now here's where I conclude. If you're living in sin, I plead with you. While there's still time, turn. Turn from it. And trust God for the strength. I know there's some sitting here or listening online or they're in the annex and they say, you don't know how deep the bondage is. You don't know how powerful the draw is. No, I don't. But I know the Spirit of God is more powerful than all of that put together. And I know the promise of God is that we will have a new life, an eternal life. The days of living in Christian ease is over in America, folks. It's over. We're about to join our brothers and sisters in China and other places who are being persecuted for what they believe. In Iran, who are being jailed and put to death for believing in Christ. We've lived a very comfortable, very lazy Christianity in America, but those days are over. The wolf is now at the door. Pray for those of us who lead in any capacity that God would give us courage, as I pray for you that God would give you a a cleanness of life and practice and heart and give you the courage to speak up in whatever environment you find yourself in. Our children are starving for truth in this generation, and they're wide open.
3: There's
2: only a few Goliaths that claim that they have the power to keep us from being the people of God. But they don't. So I challenge you with all my heart, turn from sin, find that new life in Christ, and rise up and be the person that God's called you to be. We're going to sing for just a few moments. We're going to worship. I guess my other call is just twofold today. It's for people to say, "Oh God, help me, please, to turn from this thing in my life." I don't have to tell you what it is; you already know. Help me to turn away from watching pornography. Help me to turn away from drink. Help me, God, to turn away from that flirtation in the office. Help me, God, help me, God, to stop railing. Get me off, get me out of the seat of the scornful and help me to walk with the righteous. Deliver me, God, from cowardice and put a love for people in my heart that casts out all fear. Give me a voice to call this generation back to you again. And God, help me not to cower under the fear of the repercussions that will come all of our way. You know, I was in Washington and there's an ex-general there who really (laughs) gives courage to my heart every time I meet him and talk with him. And essentially what he would say if he were standing here is you have to fight for a cause higher than your own preservation. If it's just about preserving yourself, you'll flee. When the enemy comes. If it's about others, you'll stand. May God give us the courage in this generation to stand for those that don't have a voice for themselves, for our children, for the unborn, for our high school students, for our college students, for every mother, every father, every child in this country that needs to know there's a Savior who died for them. Give us the grace to be kind and compassionate to all not judging anyone we leave that to God but reaching as far as we can reach into this massive fallen humanity with this message of incredible grace that belongs to every person who turns to it through Jesus Christ so Father I thank you Lord God that you will today cause your kingdom to advance you will give us the strength and courage that we now need as a people to stand against the onslaught of wickedness that wants to extinguish the testimony of your life and word. Lord Jesus Christ, I pray for courage for your people as others throughout the world have had to have. God, deliver us, Lord, from this life of ease, that so many of your people have known and bring us into the true fight for the souls of men. Thank you Lord Jesus Christ. God, we yield our bodies today to this purpose. We thank you in Jesus name. So we're going to stand in a moment for those who just, you just know you have to turn from something. And for those who want to turn towards Christ, maybe you don't have a struggle that I'm talking about in your life, but you say, God, I'm stuck in neutral. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going back, and I'm not going forward. But today, you say, I want to make a difference. I want my life to count. I want my voice to have authority. If that's you, we're going to stand. I'm going to ask you to make your way here. We're going to pray together and believe God to answer our prayer. In the annex, you can make your way here. We'll wait for you in the campus churches. Step between the screens, if you will. We'll be back in just a moment. Every time I look at people at this altar, I see a mighty army of God. I I do. I honestly do. So Father, I pray today, Lord, that you would give every man, every woman, every young person who is at this altar who are responding in our campus churches or at home, courage, courage, Lord, and compassion. Lord, your word speaks of a perfect love that casts out fear. So God, give us a love for people that we would not be afraid to speak truth without condemning them, without railing, just loving and speaking the truth. Father, help those that are caught in sin to turn from it. Help us as your people, my God, to be clean. We who bear the treasure of Christ in these earthen vessels, cleanse us, God, of impurity and mixture and things that cause your voice not to be heard or your heart not to be seen. Give us the grace we need to be the people of God. Lord, help us, help this nation. Give us a moment of mercy, Lord, to turn back to you again. Give us the grace to pray Heal our homes, our families, our marriages, our children. My God, deliver us, Lord, from those that crept in to our schools, and our colleges, and our high schools, Lord, and took captive our children. Deliver us, God, from this moment. As you delivered your people out of Egypt, deliver us, God, from those who are throwing our children into the river of confusion. Forgive us, Lord, as a people, as a nation, for what we allowed. In our laziness to come into our borders. Forgive us, Lord God, for abdicating the training of our children and giving it to others, Lord, who took advantage and began to steal them from your kingdom. God, help us now to take our rightful place. Help the fathers here to take their place as the head of their home, as the guide, the spiritual guide of their families. Help the mothers to understand the incredible power that they have Lord, it is truly said that the hand that rocks the cradle shapes the nation. That's true. That's true. I pray, God, for every, every woman here. God, I ask today, Lord, uh, that even from this meeting today, people would rise up and find your will and walk into it, Lord, with faith. Whatever it is, wherever you lead us, take us, Lord. We dedicate our lives to you, Lord. We dedicate our futures to you. We thank you for covering our past and our present failure and giving us the promise of new life into the future. Lord, we will not despise you. We will not turn our faces from you or lightly esteem you. Your word is the truth, Lord. It is the only guide we have into eternal life. So God, God help us, Lord. Help us to learn your word, to study your word, to know your word, and to cherish your word. Father, thank you for the great fruit that will be born into your kingdom just from the lives that are here at the altar and on their knees in their homes right now. Just thank you for the great fruit that will be born for your kingdom's sake. Lord, we bless you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise God.
0: And the spirit fall down spirit fall down fall down on me I don't want my running to be in vain I don't want my living to be in vain I want to be led by you father the spirit of the true and living God I want to be led I want you to guide me where I should go in the right places and do it for your name's sake in the name of Jesus that I can uplift you the more Hallelujah. I can believe your word the more because I see you leading and I'm willing to follow your lead and to follow your guidance. Uh, Yeah. And today I will be all right. The sheep, I mean the wolf, is at the door already. And we see all these churches and all these ministries and worship places, they say, they say it's the house of God. They say it's the house of prayer. But when we go up in there, they're teaching everything but what Jesus taught. Hallelujah. Money is important. Prestige is important. How we look is important. Do you know what? If I had a church today, you could not come in there dressed up. Every Sunday would be casual Sunday. Every Sunday would be casual Sunday. From the pulpit to the ushers. Yeah. So nobody's looking at nobody else. You can't wear heels up in there. You can't wear your Stacey Adams in there. Yeah, you just got to wear some sneakers or a flat shoe. Yeah, because I don't want the people looking at the people. We will eat at home. All the banquets and dinner. No, no, no. We're going to eat at home because somebody in there don't have money to participate. And if we don't put it before them, they don't have to do it. You pay your tithes and offerings. And one Sunday, you come in and pay your tithes and offerings, but you put your name on the envelope. Envelope. And this Sunday, when you get ready to leave, your name is called and you get your envelope back. And we ask that you take your tithes and offerings and help somebody in the community. Yeah, help somebody you know is struggling. Help them. And because we're giving, we plant a seed to the community so that others will be blessed. And some of the seeds we plant, so some of the neighbors can be saved. What God is going to do is multiply back to his house because we're giving people. Hallelujah. We're seed planting people unto God that he got a seed that he can bring forth a harvest through us. Yeah, all that will go on. One day, somebody just ride up to your house from the church and bring you a few bags of groceries. And when you look in the bag, everything you needed, what you were going to the grocery store to buy, is already in the bag. Sometimes it's doubling. Why wow, we're being led by the Spirit of God. He's guiding us in the right direction. The church job is to serve. They come in there, come out, my son got 88. Yeah, well, come on to the altar with the rest of the saints. We're going to pray this out of him we going to fast and pray because some of these come out through fasting and prayer. Yeah, it would be serious business at the house of God. And if God shows that the devil hand is in there trying to destroy anything, we're going to get rid of it. We're going to get rid of it. It's got to go. This is the house of God. And all the serious stuff in here, if you want to meet with your family and your friends, you do it after church. When you come through that door, I don't care if it's a choir rehearsal, praise team rehearsal, what it's for, you're going to come through that door and go to the altar. We all going to pray before we start anything up in this house. You want to talk? Talk before you get there. Call them on the phone. Talk to them before you get there because when you enter into the doors, we come and perform with thanksgiving. We come and perform with praise. We come in to pray. That what we're trying to get him to do, it will be done according not to our will, but according to his will, because the pastor can hear. Yeah. I want to have one like that. Charles C. Woods. When I tell you I run up in there, Bishop, and tell me what time it is. <laughs> I used to, <coughs> to just be <coughs> in awe. I used to just be Yeah, I run up in there. He said, come on to the altar right quick, Baba Matt. And I run down to the altar. And he said, God told me to tell you this, this, this and that, and that, 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 and this. This man could tell me what I prayed the night before. Oh, y'all don't understand. I know realness when I see it. When I got ready, to, it was time for me to lead that ministry. He come to me because I had gone to God. And I said, Lord, I don't know how much to bishop I got to go, but I had to go because God spoke. And I couldn't be beholding the bishop and the Wings of Cathedral of Greater Faith Church. I had to be committed to God and obey him. Goshe come by there first and told me what the Lord said, pack it up so you got to go. The prophet reader Goshe. Then after her, we went on the 12 o'clock prayer. Bishop called me out and said, hey, God, say you got to go pack it up. Get you some boxes, start packing. Let's say that was on the Tuesday. When I went to church that Sunday, he said, uh, the Lord told me to tell you how you're going to know it's him moving. He's going to give you between three and $4,000. Well, I got 4000 He said, in the house you're going to get, it's a little cute white house. Got the little cute white house. Do y'all understand what I'm telling you? But he had to be in touch with God to tell me what God said, to confirm what God had already told me. He had to be in touch with the Lord. And I wasn't the only one that he would come and tell what God told him to tell so that we could be led in in the right direction and so that we could be more than blessed, uncommonly blessed. I was uncommonly blessed. I saw uncommonly miracles worked in my life. I saw myself get a brand new car with bad credit. And the car dealership gave me $600 back and filled my car up. I'm telling you what God will do when we get real with him. When we stop seeking after stuff and things and start seeking after the things of God and the word of God, it's going to be a great change in your life. Oh, yeah. Great change in your life. Nobody can do you like Jesus. Nobody. If you got him, you know he's your friend. But we got to give more to him than we give into the world, than we give into jobs, Yeah. than we give into our car, our houses, our children. And they say I'm one of the harshest parents <clears throat> because I'm I'm for what God said. You can't come in here with foolishness. If you're not right, you can't stay in my house. You can't smoke weed over here on the back porch, not over here. You can't cuss up in here. God gave this to me. This belonged to him. You can't bring your girlfriend and and live up in here. No, 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 no. That's not going to work now. Yeah, because whatever go on in here, it must be pleasing and acceptable unto God. Yeah. But we forget these things and we let how we feel about our family member, our children, our our friends, and all this, this is what's important to us. No, I, I, I'm I'm letting it be what's important to Almighty God. Yeah. No calamity shall come down my dwelling. For I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. Now, he just said it wouldn't form. I got the cold. I, I They diagnosed me with asthma, but I could run a marathon, I believe, if I really truly wanted to. I had to go through some things to heal. And I'm still in what they call recovery. But I decided to press my way through. God got something for us. I have to press my way through. And I'm not just pressing my way through for me, but I'm pressing my way through for you, for the people of God. He loved you. He loved you. I promise you. And if you're willing to obey him, and if you're willing to do what's acceptable unto him, he won't withhold no good thing from you. If it will work together for your good, God is giving it to you. Many times we don't have to ask him. He just automatically does it for us. Yeah. But we got to be careful. The wolf is already at the door. we got to be careful. These people we're listening to on the Internet. Now, I hear the word, the truth, if it come out of a hellish mouth. If it's the truth, I'm going to listen to it. But it don't mean that I'm going to worship that person. It don't mean I'm going to follow them. It don't mean that everything they say, I'm going to believe it. I heard the truth. And I know the truth from a lie. But I'm going to be careful. I'm not going to put my stamp on nobody but Jesus. My stamp is not on Gates. It's not on Juanita Bynum, uh, Joyce Myers, and all these people. No, that's not where my stamp is. My stamp is on the Son of God. My stamp is on the Word. Jesus is yet the Word. He's the way, the truth, and the life. That's where my stamp is. That's who I give homage to. That's who I give praise and worship to. That's who I believe every letter, every word that He said. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, and He's blessing me right now. I told y'all yesterday He was blessing me, and I didn't know how or why. Excuse me, but I soon got to see. I had set aside some money to pay three bills. And I thought it was 257, but it was 413. Now I'm sitting up here thinking I'm looking pretty with the 257 in there just waiting for it to come out the bank account. And when I looked again, he showed me, ah, you need more than this. But he sent, he sent. And I was able to get those things taken care of. And I'm grateful unto him, you see? But when he know the intent of our hearts, well, you know, we're not trying to defraud nobody. We're not trying to be sneaky. We're not trying to be conniving and, and, and living according to the street life. And uh, I'm going to overdo you right here and I'm going to one-up you. And I, no, 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 no need. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. Down to earth. Truthful. Truthful. A lot of people come with me for the sake of the truth. A lot of people come with me because they can trust me. Yeah. I I didn't come to do nobody no harm. If I can't do you good, I got to go. Because I won't do you wrong, not intentionally. And knowing that I'm doing you wrong. Oh, no, no, no. God is not pleased. Listen this morning. I'm a debtor unto him. And if I'm going to work on paying my debt, I must do what's right. I can't do something for you and expect money. I can't do this for you and expect something back. Whatever God give me to give you, I'm so excited to give give it to you money don't cross on my mind. Uh, A $100 seed. Now that don't cross my mind like that. I'm too excited to obey him. I'm too excited to tell you the goodness of him. See, he know the intent of each of our hearts. I'm not a gloom and doom woman. Sometimes I got to tell people the truth now, and they don't like it. They'll disappear. But they know, and I know, it's the truth. They just don't want to face it. Because the truth hurt many times. But I got it up off me, so I won't hold, be held accountable because I obey God. But whatever he give me to do, I wanna do it wholeheartedly. Because I'm doing it unto him. I'm doing it for him and for the sake of his people. And he come in and he bless me. I don't I don't need millions. I don't need a whole lot. And he continues to bless me with much. And some days I have so much I have to go out and give some away. Yeah. And like today I've been thinking, Lord, how can I and get some of this food I cooked out of here. Oh, I was feeling good and I cooked. So I got to get some of that plated up, and I got uh, uh, quite a few peppermint canes, and I want to tape like three peppermint canes on top of it to go plate and, and pass them out. Yeah. And it's already all right in Jesus' name. I don't put no name on it. Oh, this from Jesus in the morning. Oh, this some Freedom Doors. Oh, this some Barbara Pittman. Now, tell God thank you. I was I was thinking about it and sitting in there, you know, planning on how I'm to you know, start to do it. And I seen this one man and he said I was so hungry, I just prayed and asked the Lord for some food. You hear me? Have a willing heart or willing mind. Stop thinking on other people and stop so much thinking on your family. Cause guess what? Many of them are not right. They love you because of what you can do for them. Stop doing for them and see what happens. Stop doing for your grown adult children and see how they treat you. Come on now. Somebody come on with me. Because they love you as long as you can give them. But when the giving stops, you're going to get to see something. Tell them what you can't pay this month. And see if they come up with the money and pay it. They working like you working. Yeah, we got to be careful. And we shouldn't be afraid of family members, in-laws, steps. We shouldn't be afraid of nobody in the family because we should love one another. But sometimes we got to be fearful because there ain't no love. Yeah, it's an illusion. Making us think they love us when they don't. I just got to tell you the truth this morning, for Jesus paid it all, but we are yet debtors unto him. The wolf is already at the door. Now is that time to go back in God and make sure you got what you thought you got and make sure you're lining yourself up with his word daily, making sure you keep your mind on him, and when least little situation come up in your life, make sure you run to him before you scream, holler, go to anybody else. Go to Jesus first. He'll work it out. Ah, uh, yeah, somebody heard Jesus will work it out. But you got to let him. He's not a God that's aggressive and forceful on your will. He will allow your will to be done. So, yeah, we want to just be careful today. And we love him. Listen, the studio is open. If there's anyone have something they would like to say, please feel free to press that number one and I'll come in this morning. And I'm going to do one quick one. You don't have to wait till it's over. If you have something to say, press that number one. And I will stop this song to hear what you have to say this morning. Hallelujah.
2: Yeah. Put your hands together right now.
1: Listen i don't know where you're listening to this at maybe in your car you're at the crib maybe at the mall the country club maybe in the hospital you could even be on lockdown but i dare you to get this in your spirit speak to your situation and say i will your hands together. Freddie P, can you let him know something?
3: I will
0: blessings. we must obey Him. We must put Him first each morning. Give Him the first fruit of your day when you wake up. Let Him, be, let it be known unto Him. The Lord, I know You woke me up this morning, clothed in my right mind. I know You watched over me all night as I slumbered and slept. You kept me. You, You blessed me to make another day. Hallelujah! To come into a new day with You. Oh, thank You, Jesus. Start writing you some scriptures out, typing you some scriptures out, cutting them out. If you got a, a copy, copy them and, and cut them out and give them out during the day, all in the grocery store. Let's not be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because, see, some of us, we just going on through life and we don't let people know who we stand for. Hallelujah. I want you to know I stand for Jesus this morning. I stand for Jehovah God the one who made the heavens and the earth, the one that the earth is his, the fullness thereof the world, and they that dwell therein. Or the one who saves souls, hallelujah, fill you with his spirit, sanctify you, set your sight unto him. His word holds true, every word of his hold true this morning. Or oh, I feel like testify. I got to move on. I got to move on. Listen, um, I want to share Philippians 4 and 8 with you this morning. And it says, finally, brethren, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. what honesty, just, true, lovely, good report, virtue, praise, let's think on these things again, true. Honest, just, lovely, good report, and virtue. Let's think on these things. Yeah, and God can move for us. Also, in this 2023, we want to remember this. We want to remember to wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. And he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Because some things we're going to have to wait for God is not... Microwave, but instantly quit with everything. So in this new year of uncommon blessings and uncommon favor and uncommon miracles, some things we're going to wait on, but he's going to open doors and do other areas of uncommon things. But while we're waiting on that big thing that we really want, we want to praise him. We want to keep our mind on him and remember we're waiting on him. And we want to be of a good courage. We want to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. We want to talk of his wondrous works and make known his deeds among the people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Want to do roll call right quick. Good morning to your sister, Dorothy Goodman, and to your sister, Mary Ann. God bless you. And Mary Ann, just lay right down that Proverbs 3, 5 through 7, sister. It's already all right in Jesus' name. Good morning to your sister, Simon, and uh, Sister Melody Rose, uh, good morning to you, Laura, my God, baby, and Mr. Mason and Ms. Deborah and Alexis, and good morning to you, uh, Sylvia Joe Jones and Sister Sharon Slayton, and uh, good morning to you, Sister Andrea Spinner, good to see that area code down there, and Sister Andrea in Philadelphia, and Sister Keisha and Sister Rita, Sister Sion, Sister Diane, Sister Angela Foot. And her mom, Sister Anna Lee Foot this morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. God bless you. Good morning to you, Sister Kim Harts, And uh, good morning to you, Sister Irene and Sister Patricia Fluka. Uh, Sister Lisa, Sister Yvonne, Apostle Claudia right this morning. Good morning to you, good morning to you, uh, Sister Jerry. And uh, good morning to you, Minister Shonda. Also, Uh, We're going to the men Good morning to you, that main man Holding that chat room down when it's open Uh, Brother Lewis Brother Lewis, they just wrote me And told me it's fixed, log off and log back on I shouldn't have any more problems Good morning to you, Brother I mean, Pastor David Jackson Brother Cal And uh, Brother Justin Gilmore Brother Frank Brother Marquise Griffin Good morning to you, Brother uh, Mike Hopps Good morning, Mike Brother Jermaine, Brother Anthony, Brother D, and uh, we thank Brother George West Perry, Brother Lee Hamilton. Good morning to you, brothers. Good morning. God bless you. And uh, I speak uncommon favor and uncommon blessings and miracles upon you this year. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we're thankful unto him. And I, I have this prayer, and I think about it quite often uh, where they was in a meeting and uh, they thought it was going to be, you know, the same prayer business as usual. And this one man got up and prayed and people was walking out because they didn't like what was said, but it was the truth. Yeah, because they're they, they, they in the business of tricking people and uh, they want what they can feel and the things that they believe they know and what education has taught them. But if you're in the God, you're going to have to trust him. And it just shall live by faith. And, it, and we walk by faith and not by sight. And everything that Jesus says, you won't always understand it. You can't figure it out. He's already worked it out. But what you got to do is keep marching on in him. And it will be all right in his name, Jesus' name. Yeah, it's already all right. Hallelujah. So I'm thankful this morning unto Almighty God. And yes, I have a minute to play a request. So let me play this one request, and when we come back, if no one have anything they would like to say this morning, I will pray us out. Hallelujah. And if you have something to say, testify, or you just want to say something, feel free to do it. Feel free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a beautiful song. Oh, I think that is awesome. Awesome. Wonderful song. All right. No one have anything they would like to say. We'll pray out this morning. And we pray the Lord bring us back tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, for another episode of Jesus in the Morning. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for all that has been said and done. Thank you for your word today, for Father, your word, it's a lamp unto our feet, it's a light unto our path. And forever, O oh God, that word is settled in heaven. As we depart this morning, sanctify us through thy truth, for thy word is true. Father, we ask this morning that you would lead and guide us in the right path for your name's sake. Father, move in our hearts and minds and stir up the gifts in us that, God, we would obey you at any cost. Help us to keep our mind on you today. But Father, it's you that will keep us into perfect peace. Help us not to follow the teachings of man, but help us to follow the teachings of Jesus. Lord, you inspired men to write your word. And God, you said what you meant. It don't need fixing up, pumping up, adding to, taking away from. You said it plain and simple. And give us today understanding. Give us wisdom and knowledge of your word that, God, we can apply this word to our everyday life, that we will walk upright before you. We will do what's pleasing and acceptable unto you. Father, we're asking for this every day in 2023, that, God, we will walk according to you. We thank you this morning for hearing. We thank you for answering. Father, we thank you for being on our side in spite of us. We thank you for looking beyond our fault and yet meeting our needs. We come this morning, bow down and humble God, asking for forgiveness of all our sins, our wrong doings, our wrong thoughts, our wrong speakings, and our wrong feelings. And today, Father, though our sins be as scarlet, we ask that you would wash us as white as snow. Cleanse us this morning from all unrighteousness and give us a clean heart, oh God, hallelujah. And renew the right spirit within us this day. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Father. We thank you for forgiving us. We thank you for blessing us, Lord, when we didn't even believe that we should have been blessed. We thank you, Lord, for your uncommon favor. We thank you for all you've done, what you're doing right now, and, Father, what you're going to do. We ask all of this in Jesus' name. And as we depart this morning, Father, bless our going out. Bless our coming in. Meet the need in our lives today, according to your riches and glory, by your Son, Christ Jesus. Bless our family. Bless our friends. Bless those that are coming through the archives and the podcasts. Lord, move in a mighty way for them in the name of Jesus. All of this was for them as well, Oh God. Move by your spirit today. In Jesus' name, we ask it all again. Amen and hallelujah. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we are absent, one from another, in the name of Jesus. Go today in love and peace. Share the good news of Jesus. Give someone something of quality because God loves a cheerful giver. Have a blessed day. I speak the blessings of Almighty God upon you. January third, two 2023. In Jesus' name. So at this time, I'm going to say bye-bye. And uh, we're going to our last song of the morning. And after this, we won't be coming back. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.
5: My shines, light on me Reach out for him, reach out for him. He'll be there, he'll be there Within we'll your trouble, within your trouble You can share, you can share If you love, and if you love Like you love, life you love life you love. You'll get the blessing, yeah From above, from above He'll be safe he is the lady.